Well, hello there, Kansas City. And if you're listening someplace else, hello to you too. This is another episode of Hot Mike with SSJ. We have a regular on the podcast uh, known uh, around these parts as Big Charlie. Hello, we have Charlie. Todd Lebo wearing his Big Charlie sweatshirt. And we have a new addition. No, not Bobby Brown, but we have former Chiefs wide receiver Mark Borichter, who's making his first appearance on Hot Mike with SSJ. Mark Borichter, good morning to you. Good morning. How are you guys? Do you, you feel comfortable yeah. with curse words? Oh, I'm very comfortable. You wanna, you wanna, when I saw the first ep- what is this, episode 12? I don't know. 12? 12. Oh, boy. See? A okay. dozen episodes. <laughs> I'm kind of pissed that Lecky was on here before me, but that's all right. He, so he, he campaigned yeah, he was, he, don't, he was here as a 930 guest, yes. and I said, we're getting ready to record uh, about succession, and he goes, "Well, I haven't seen the the latest season, but I'll be in here." So he was uh, he was our foil. Yeah, Nick gotcha. is going to come back, gotcha, because he wants to he wants to be in with Jake, and I don't know if you want to be a part of that. Oh, I do. That is, uh, I texted. Well, I think yes. Oh, I, was, you I texted, texted you guys after I mean, episode one with sure? Jake. Yes, but when, there's been other episodes. Well, yes. Do you still yes. feel yeah, comfortable I'm, with I'm that? Still comfortable with it. Just yes. a quick preview. Uh, Jake has let me know, and hopefully it happens next week. He has let me know that. One of the centerpieces of his next podcast appearance, he uh, will inform us that the Titanic never sank. And so that's what, or maybe it never existed. Or, I don't know exactly. He says it existed and it did not sink. They, they sank a dummy so, ship. Already, already Ben's confused by the right. Yeah, you want <laughs> now. You'd like to watch that episode, that's a wouldn't tease. you? See, that's a tease. And so, are you worried, Bo Richter, because uh, you're a big part of the Chiefs alumni? Uh, that this may tarnish you in some way? No. Okay, not, good. Not He's already been tarnished enough. Yes. Right? And so would you like to get your and there's first... there's enough alumni out there that tarnish themselves. <laughs> <Would> you... <laughs> I'm not really worried about it. Oh, you want to drop some names? No, no I'll, I'll, okay. I've, I've tarnished myself, too. So it's not a, in some ways, it's not a, would it's you, not a knock on anybody. Would you like to get your first curse word out of the way just to so you feel comfortable? Oh, fuck off, Steve. Yeah, 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 yeah. See? yeah. see, that's like Logan. Fuck that's, off. That's exactly where we're going with that, Fuck off. Did you, by, by the way, did you guys see... That Brian Cox, who plays Logan Roy, the McDonald's guy. is now on cameo. Oh, you can get him to say and that you can, and oh. he will if you pay. I think it's probably a pretty, pretty penny, but you he will as Logan Roy tell you to fuck off. Do you know anyone else on cameo? Me. How could we get a I'll hold tell of you, you on to cameo? Fuck off if you get. I'm very reasonable on cameo. I've done a total of three of them, uh, and I think everyone's been very pleased. Yeah. Uh, with uh, with with. With what I've been able to produce on Cameo, so go to Cameo, search for me, and I will literally say whatever you want me to say, including "fuck off." Uh, but right now, we're going to talk about. We talked a lot about the uh, before the season finale of Succession, what we were expecting, who we were rooting for. Now, season three is in the books, and I was thrilled with the finale. I was worried how it was going to wrap up, and I thought it was fantastic. And always, t- to me, the best shows. You think you have them figured out, but then they still can surprise you. They can still take an unexpected turn that will leave uh, leave you with your uh, jaw hitting the floor. To me, that's what happened in the uh, season three finale of Succession. Because as we talked about last week, uh, I talked about Tom Wamsgans, Wamsgans, mm-hmm. whatever you want me to call him. Uh, but Tom is someone that has just been a pathetic character over the first three seasons. And at first, I just couldn't stand him. Uh, but I, I, I do like the idea he's a Midwestern guy who's kind of wormed his way into the situation where he marries Shiv, and he's, he's right there on the cusp of uh, of being a part of this elite 
circle of of the uh, of the family. But he's also an, an outsider. outsider. Yeah, totally. And, and no one. It seems they 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 don't really like him. They just put up with him. His own wife. He, Shiv does. And so I talked about it. It, it, it went to a point. At some point, I, I was irritated by him. But then this season, I really felt sorry for him. Yes. And I really 100%. felt sorry for him when they were having the the pillow talk. And we talked about this last week when she essentially said, you, you know. I don't even love you, and all just and all these, but you could just tell that she was just basically telling him, "I don't love you," and you could see his heart breaking. And then the next day, when they were walking around town, is how real was that when when you said all oh, those things? But, but you could tell that was one of the points where uh, there was no return because his heart had been broken. And he was starting to see. I mean, it, he's always been an afterthought to her. And he's been a bit of a bully because he's been the guy who's an afterthought to them. And he's like, well, the only guy in the world I can bully is dumb Greg. And so he's done that, too. He has, but it's also been kind of a weird friendship yeah. where he's a mentor. Because they're both outsiders. Right. Even though Greg is part of the family, he's not part of the family family. Right. And he's tried to fi- find his way in this in, 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 the, in the Roy family. You could probably find something in every other episode where Tom has kind of been fucked over. You know, you need to go in here and take the fall for all the shit that happened on the, the cruises, and they give him all the documents, and he goes, oh, I'm going to make Greg right. get his hands dirty. And then, you know, you have to give the bad news to the anchor. I don't want to do that. You have to do this. You have to do that. And then the whole prenup thing. Oh, your mommy has to write the, you know, <laughs> prenup, and she was had questions, and, and, then, and then the stuff with, you know, threesomes and everything. Go on. He just couldn't ever get comfortable. Well, you like to bring that up, don't you? You're fixated on the threesome aspect. Well, you just feel sorry for him. Like, that's where I was even last season on stuff because, you know, we saw it in this episode too, and I know we'll get to this, but it's it's always where do I fit in in this, right, with him. It's always where do I fit in. Well, what about me? And it's never an answer he wants to hear. No, and it's always Shiv saying, oh, Tom, you know it'll be okay. Like, that's – it's – it's that condescending tone that she has back to him on that, and then, she doesn't give a fuck. No, right. And then she turn, and then he turns it. You know, he's able to turn it to Greg. And to your point of, it was interesting to me. Like he's going through this. Like I'm gonna end up being the one going to jail. And then he spins it like I'm gonna pitch this as I'll go to jail for you guys. Yes. Right. Thinking he's probably gonna get some help and be like, oh no, you don't need to do that, Tom. Nobody's gonna go to jail. And then he's. You know, but boy, did he start to have some second thoughts about that jail thing, for right? a long time. Oh, yeah. And so th- this is one of the things that I love about uh, Succession. So uh, there was foreshadowing to Tom, this 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 turn that uh, ended up in the final 25 minutes of Tom betraying Shiv, betraying the Roy children, and essentially selling them out to Logan to, to leapfrog uh, the, the, the kids, to leapfrog Roman and Kendall and Shiv. And maybe now he's going to be the guy that takes over. We'll see. But he certainly elevated his standing in, in Waystar and his uh, cozied up right to Logan Roy. But there was two moments earlier in the season. We talked about this one last week a little bit. But the, the, the point of the story of the season, I think it was season four, when he tells the story to Greg about Nero and Sporus. And it seemed kind of out of place. And they were in Greg's office. And he said, Greg, what do you know about Nero and Sporus? And uh, Greg responds that he wasn't familiar with that particular IP. Yeah. And so then he goes on and he says, well, Nero pushed his wife down the stairs. And then Sporus 
uh, he had Sporus castrated, and he married him instead. Sporus was a slave boy that he yeah. had his eyes on, and so Which then he looked a lot of people out, right? And, but then he looked at Greg and said, "I'd castrate you and marry you in a heartbeat." And Greg was like, "Oh, I, I, I would, I would not like that." But now, and and so then when they had that conversation, uh, fast forward to the finale, and Shiv and Kendall and uh, and Roman are on the way to confront Logan. And they're going to talk about the supermajority they have because of the divorce settlement and with their mother. For the first time, they've yes, teamed ever. up, and they realize that they can team up and they can block the sale of Waystar that Logan is planning and oust him as uh, as as you know the the controlling piece of, of chairman Waystar, or whatever, the chairman, yeah. whatever it is. And so, on the way, she calls she she calls uh, Tom. And, and and we're watching this. I told Susan, why is she why is she telling anyone? Yeah, don't husband. tell any, but don't trust. But does anyone. he have a vote though because of the family side of things? No, I don't think so. I, I think that's where I was throwing. I, I don't she think was, so. I think she's just telling because she's trying to appease him, uh, you know, or just she wants to include so, him. A little so bit. she calls him and tells him. They want him, his support ultimately, right? Too. Yeah, right. And yeah. so she calls him and tells him, and she's telling him what they're going to do. And he's listening to the plan, and then he says something to the effect of, well, "Where do I fit in yeah. here?" And again, me? she's dismissive. Me? She's all, oh, we'll figure something I out. Up? We'll do this or do that. Yeah. And, and and basically he can tell, well, she doesn't give a fuck. There is no role for me here. Mm-hmm. And 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 he's already having questions. Remember, he wanted to have a baby for the right reasons. Oh, God. Now she wants to have a baby because she thinks it's going to be good for her Just profile. Just to get back at her mother. Right. Yes. And so now <laughs> you see him and he, and, and he, and he hangs up and he's, and he's thinking, he's contemplating. And then Greg comes up and Greg all of a sudden has turned into this playboy that's yeah. Uh, dating Comfrey, and now he doesn't like Comfrey's the, the Duchess, Contessa or whatever the else. Duchy of whatever the fuck. And, and so, and then you have this, and now when you go back and watch the scene again, this magical scene where where Tom is basically asking him, "Do you want to do a deal with the devil?" Mm-hmm. Um, and he goes, and and, and uh, Greg, so what am I going to do with the soul? He goes, "Boo souls." Yeah. And so, but I don't know if you guys picked this up. Tom calls him Sporus. Yep. Sporus. And and if if people are paying attention, and then you go yeah. back. Essentially, he's saying, "I'm going to push my wife down the right. stairs." I'm, and you're well, going to be my if partner. If you weren't paying attention, you're like the deal with the devil is we're going to go overthrow Logan. That's what they want you to believe. The devil when is you're Logan. Yes, yes, but that's what they yes. That's the what they devil, want you to believe. The, the, in the devil whole is, piece, is like, him. So, and that's one of the weird things when you, we watch shows and how we consume shows today. You know, I will probably at some point go back and rewatch this with a different eye because you're doing it. Totally. But when you're talking about something that happened a month and a half ago, if you're not, if you don't binge like people do, if you're watching this every Sunday as we do or Mondays, the Chiefs are playing late, then you may forget how that stuff goes. So you need to be reminded of it. But I love the mind fuck there. And then I love the fact that you can go back like, oh, mm-hmm. that's what they were talking I remember. Uh, even though it was a bad, it wasn't a good season. True Detective season two. Remember with Vince Vaughn and Colin Farrell and uh, and so there was a scene early in the in the season where where uh, Colin Farrell was talking uh, to his dad, and his dad was telling him about a dream that he had that he was being chased in the trees, and there's too many of them there, and he can't. And basically, he described word for word what happened to Colin Farrell several episodes later in the finale. And I told you, and it was like one of those, oh, they they, they foreshadowed this whole thing. This is the kind of thing that that Succession did, and it was so smart and so interesting to go back and, and watch that and then the other piece of foreshadowing that that's been pointed out you remember the scene where tom and kendall meet i think outside that bar or something and logan or i mean uh, uh kendall's trying to recruit tom mm-hmm. and and tom's like you know, here's the deal 
Uh, I've seen you get fucked over many times. I've never seen Logan get fucked. Right. And he's, he's telling him, I, I, and Kendall thinks he's, Tom's going to be on his side. And he goes, here's the bottom line. I've never seen Kendall get fucked over. I've seen you get fucked a whole bunch of times. So I'm going to, and he's basically telling him. You're a loser. You're, 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 you're going to get fucked over. Yeah. Logan's not. Right. And when you, when you look at this season too, right, it's all about Kendall going after Logan, right? right. The entire piece. And then, you know, the episode before the finale, you know, he's sinking in the pool at the end. I knew he wasn't going to be dead, right? Type of thing. No, I, I, people I thought he was for a while. I, know, like, I knew. No way I knew. I was like, "There's no way they're killing him off." And then, as as Shiv and Roman and him are having the talk, right at the at the wedding reception, or like Shiv pulls him away to talk, he just completely breaks down. Mm-hmm. It was fabulous dealing with all that, right? And so then you see when when they get in the van to go see to go see Logan, you know before the twist kind of happens right on everything you're like okay you know um he's been trying to do this and unseat logan this entire season alone alone, and now they're all kind of rallying together going okay we need to rally together so you're like to go back to the scene you're talking about outside the bar you're thinking it all plays back into your hands and in your head when Shiv's on the phone with Tom. You're thinking, okay, she's calling him, and they ask her, "Is he in?" And they're like, "Yeah." And she's like, "Yeah, he's good with it." Yeah. Thank you so much for watching Hot Mike with SSJ. Thank you for listening to Hot Mike with SSJ. Of course, uh, subscribe and uh, watch us on YouTube and download the podcast wherever you download your favorite podcast: Spotify, uh, Apple, uh, wherever. Uh, Hot Mike with SSJ is available everywhere. And I'd like to thank our good friend, uh, the first sponsor of Hot Mike with SSJ, Patrick Carter from uh, Farmers Insurance. Go to kcfarmersagent.com and click contact me, not me, but Patrick, to request a quote. You can also text Hot Mike, H-O-T-M-I-C, to the number 913-248-8861. Choose a local agent that supports the same community you do don't choose Jake. Don't choose Flo. Choose to celebrate the holidays with Patrick Carter of Farmers Insurance. Right? So it's like it's all coming said, back together. He never said anything, right? Yeah, and you're looking at it going, Kendall's going to win this whole thing because they're going to get everybody back together, which is what he was trying to get them to do. They've had multiple conversations about this. Oh, and then, but, but, and then, but then everything then, happens. Yeah. But then they finally realize that they have to, to right. join together to to – unseat their father and logan knows he's won before they even walk in right and like that's what they're sitting there saying and he's like i fucking win that's what he says i don't lose but i win but you got into called pedestrians and all this crap it's like you guys are just little babies several episodes ago because i've never seen logan get fucked over i've seen you get fucked over a lot and there it is right there uh you stick with a winner right and so before i lose this the mother is one of the most unlikable character what a fucking bitch she is hey and and in a, in a, <laughs> in, in, in a pool of unlikable people which this she, show right, is she's even more unlikable yes, 100%. and just she can't she doesn't give a shit that she sold out her kids and she's married some she guy with about no up is this playboy like, guy you know and remember the the whole reason why she sold out her kids was to make him happy remember he wanted yeah. to be some get some lordship yeah, and he right. wanted to have a flat and all this other stuff and because remember when she's talking to the mom and the mom says well what's what's the guy's name she goes, yeah, well, I can't remember. well he's very happy with it and that's all she cared about right. yeah. herself 
and the fucking guy that she's marrying, and she they, just I mean, totally she, sold out her kids. Logan had custody of the kids. That was mentioned at some point during one of these right. things as well. So that's fairly rare for a guy who's... who's uh, oh, that talk between her and, and Shiv about, yeah, oh, terrible. man, that was... Terrible. And whew. and so, like, she didn't even care enough to take her kids with her. Right. Yeah, right? I go to America. Just a heartless bitch is what I found her to be. But you need that. Well, um, be, to, be, we've said this to, a bunch to believe that she would sell her kids well, out. And, and, on and, the pod and, and off, and who and is likable on this show? I'll say it now, Tom. But he's been very unlikable. Right. Yeah. But he, he he's sympathetic at, at points because of the way he's been treated. But he's not likable because he's an asshole to Greg. But very, but he but is he? Yes. Because but now Greg but Greg it's, it's all power. But then again, if you go back to that that talk, there's that well, moment. That talk, I'm talking about the to, two right, years but, before. But it all led up. But it, in a weird kind of way. He's been a mentor to Greg, and he's leaned on Greg, yes. and Greg's always been there for him, and always been ready to bail him I'm out. Just saying, when Tom Wamsgans is the nicest guy on the right. show, it's a show full of assholes. But the, well, I, <laughs> I don't dispute that. 100%. But the evolution of that, there's a great article at the Ringer about the evolution of the relationship between Greg and Tom until finally uh, you, you get you get Greg to agree, and you, you have sure, sure, I'll join up with you. Of all these, but Greg also asked him if he can get his own Greg. Yeah, right. Uh, right? You have so twenty I, Greg. Yeah, right. Yes, that's right. Yes. And he Your says, own you. you? Have 20. Of course. And yes. now, when you go back and watch it in the context <laughs> that Tom is talking about a deal with the devil, the devil is Logan, and you didn't realize that right. at the time, and so th- you didn't see that coming, right? They did a great job. No, no. I didn't. No, and they, and it was very, you know, at the end. You you still didn't quite know for like that five seconds, and then he walks in and he puts his hand on his shoulder oh. like, "Oh, here you go." And then and then the the bad part is, or the, I guess the fucking cold blooded heart it part is that Tom just goes in and says, "What's going on, guys? But, but that's, How you doing?" But that's what she would always do to him. I know. He turned the tables because remember, right before you see Tom there, she says. Who the fuck did who, who told us? He, yeah, we, somebody who, told, who, who him, told we him we were coming. And at that moment, she it, it you see, to, and it reminded me of the scene. At, at the end, remember of uh, of of God God when uh, when uh, Diane Keaton yeah, she's looking in looks and in and sees Al Pacino in like, in the Godfather right business, right and, and but she sees and looks and she sees Tom yeah and she sees Logan kind of put him like like well done yeah. she's like, and it's like it was it was him and instead of going she just had to swallow it and deal with it the way Tom has all these all years all these years and she understands she's been the one doing this to him but she's fucking bitter and boy wait till season 4 but right that was cold blood he comes in there and then he stands behind her and gives her a kiss How you doing? on her head oh. and she's just looks like she's fucking gonna explode and then it with anger and it's black and now you're fucking stuck Great. you got to wait till I don't know when <laughs> but i want to go back to you mentioned the scene with Kendall when they go and he has that talk with uh, with Roman and with Shiv, and he sits on the gravel and sits on the ground, I guess they did seven or eight or nine takes of that scene, and then finally he got criticized for his method acting and all the things that he does in that profile they wrote in the in the New Yorker. Let me tell you what that performance he delivered good. It, it was terrific. That'll win him another Emmy. But him sitting there, I thought that was. Great acting that he was so broken, mm-hmm. and you could, and, and then finally, and they don't know how to react, right? But, but in real Ro- Roman kicking and screaming almost is showing compassion, he doesn't even know how to do it. And it all, he's almost recoiling at the idea of, of showing compassion to his brother. And he's and he's to the point where he's joking 
about him killing a waiter. Yeah. You know, like who's Where's the real victim here? Tonic? I had to wait, you know, I had to wait two hours for gin and tonic. Who's the real victim here? Yeah. Right. And yeah. Shiv <laughs> shows some humanity there a little bit. A little bit. I thought but that was, it's, but it's I thought that was a great like, scene. Like real brothers and sisters. It was a great be, scene because as good as they could it be. It was a great scene for me because it really shows. I think the dysfunction that they have as a family that nobody can be compassionate toward each other. Right. Yeah. They, they try to exhibit some sort of compassion. Like you said, Shiv, just sort of. demonstrated a I'm, little bit it's of it. So foreign to them. Yes. It's say, so foreign okay. to them that and, and so many webs of lies and different things have gone on that nobody trusts each other. And so at his basic I mean he's and Kendall's had a lot of low moments, right? <laughs> In a lot of ways. But they have had two days there. Yeah. Well, you know, we can go back to the conversation that, that Logan's having with him, right? And throws yeah. you know, throws the, the piece about killing the waiter yeah. out, right? right like you killed somebody. Yes, yeah, so he I was covered trying him. Trying to give you a couple of bill yes, holier than thou. Like, exactly. No, 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 you're just as bad as everyone else. I fucking saved you when you killed the fucking waiter. You know right, what I mean? Exactly. He's reminding him of all that. And then all that starts to weigh on him. But in that moment of weakness or truly breaking down at his lowest point where he was like, I'm not okay. He yeah. said that. I'm I'm fucked up, guys. Yeah. So and, and, and you almost get the feeling that Logan saved him from the waiter thing, not because it was his kid, but so he could have a chip for two years of down the road. Of course, it's of course, it is. hundred percent. And also, what I thought 100%. was really cool is you have that scene where uh, we're talking about Kendall's sitting on the ground and Roman and Shiv are trying to con- console him, and then a few minutes later. It was Roman. Remember this yeah. kind of sitting on the, the ground. One time he tries to stand up to his dad. Right. And then they just fucking. Well, gut but but, but why would I do that? And, he, and he's like, love. Yeah. <laughs> love. And like. The one thing that this guy ain't yeah. going to fucking show you that he's not shown his kids totally love. Broke and that's that's what you're going to go with. Yeah. But it, he was broken. It by was it. the Hail Mary. For he him. was broken yeah. by it because he felt betrayed by Jerry. What, what was he more upset by? Being betrayed by his father or being betrayed by Jerry? This all goes back to that. He, broke should, his fucking he shouldn't heart. have sent the dick pic. Well, that's a whole other story. Because that's or should how they, he have? Every one of them failed him in some way and right. his kids. And that's why he's like, I can't fucking trust these but guys. But he loved I'm Jerry. Doing something else. He just liked to jerk off, right? But he, but there was something. But you want me to be a Debbie Downer? You always accuse me of you being fucking Debbie always Downer. are anyway. So go <laughs> Bring ahead. It on. Here Big we go. Wet blanket. I don't like this. No, I want. I want you to go back and watch the scene with them outside, where they're what we just talked about with yeah. Jeremy Strong and Kendall. Uh, goes back and they had to shoot it like seven times. Uh, go back and watch the shadows. They're all fucked up. At Who one cares? point, they're all in the shadows, and they're out of the shadows, and they're back in the shadows. I'm just saying continuity this is This is the thing. fucking guy that will it's break a down thing. a fucking... If there's a, a movie in medieval times, he'll go back and look. Oh, and one of the extras had a watch on. Not I don't guy. fucking care. I'm, I'm just, just telling you, because I want you... I, I rewatched The it. eldest son. Right. The <laughs> eldest son. That's what uh, it is. I'm, I'm the, eldest the eldest son. son. <laughs> what a great scene that was, because Connor's <laughs> just sitting there, and, yeah. you know, Kittles, as the eldest son, and... I'm the eldest son. He's Fredo. I was passed this over. Oh, my brother, Mike. And how about how about with him and Willa? And he's been trying to just fucking break her down to get, like, him ah, to, fuck, get her to marry. Not? And she's like, how fucking bad could it be? And you're thinking, okay. And there was, a, there was a moment. I'm th- he hesitated. I'm thinking, say, you know what? Fuck you. I, I'm, I'm, I've got a billion dollars. No, and, and, you know, but she's looking at the yeah. limo that's picking him up. And she goes, ah, fuck it. How bad could it be? And you're thinking he's going to, for once, show some common sense and say, you know what? Fuck you. He goes, 
So you're saying yes, and that's like the best, you know, they like totally that was. He's like, always been real. the outcast. They've the joke has always been, been he's always paid for his They've all from, been so broken their whole oh, life. Yeah. Any little bit of anything. Like and an old lady will let you jerk off in front of her. Ah, I love you. But we also found that marry you. He has a different mom. They kind of revealed no, that. Correct, so then correct, you understand correct. a little bit of the dynamic. Right. But also, he's such a dumbass. And, but but it's 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 kind of endearing. But then he's so full of himself. He and wants talking to be the about fucking you. president. Right. I mean, it's, exactly it's just right. Delusional. Every um, single one of them is delusional. As I said before, I love the show, but there's no one fucking likable on it. Except possibly Tom. Possibly. Do you like Tom now? I like him more now than I did before. But I like him because he did something fucking awful, which right. is what you have to do to be. Then he liked finally in grew a show. pair of balls. That's why you like him. Finally, grew he took balls. Greg's balls off so you can marry him. <laughs> See, you've always liked Greg, and now I like this version of Greg. Yeah, and th- and if you go back and watch it now, knowing what the ending is, you see it, it was a really cool scene when he kind of agrees to be, you know, his partner. I want to go to- back and watch that uh, the the Nero one, and then the part where is it, did it happen after uh, Tom came in and wrecked the office when he found out he wasn't going to jail, or was that before? I'm going to go back and watch the whole season probably. Because I I did go back and watch the last half of, of it was before the the, the the Nero uh, conversation. We need to go back and watch all four. the Tom and Greg conversations. Okay, so something else I really like about this show, and I didn't mention this in the last podcast, that kicked myself uh, like I'm Urban Meyer. But I <laughs> what's up, Lambo? Make your there fucking was, kicks. There was a. <laughs> that's, that's a scene. That's a scene from right. Succession, right? And so <laughs> I love Logan Roy finally gets his. You know, early on you didn't get it, but once you understand the idea of the show and you watch enough of the show, there is so much to read into the the when they play the theme and and the opening sequence that they show every week, and they show of 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 the four kids when they're when they're young. And what's Logan always doing? You never see his head, right? But he's always walking away, distant, mm-hmm. or he's always like, you know, fuck mm-hmm. you, just with his hands. You know, they show yeah. that with his hands, and it always seems like they're they're like they're standing there, dressed in their Sunday's best, hoping that they're going to get his attention, approval. Or they show Kendall as a little boy, you know, in his tennis lessons, doing, and he's standing like mm-hmm. that, and his dad's not looking, or his dad's walking away. But then also you see this unbelievable mansion that they have and they're they're riding on an elephant and all these but you could see that you could read so much into that that their entire childhood absentee but it it hasn't changed yeah they're chasing the approval, approval and the affection and their attention of their father and except for fleeting moments they can't fucking Which get Which is it. why in season 2 Kendall tried to fuck him over he was fucking him over for approval because he wanted to prove he was a killer. Right. He said, you're not, you're not a killer, son. And then he went and tried to be a killer. And there's that little, the very last second of season two, he's got when that he little smirked. smile like, this fucking guy finally tried to do something. And then it's neat. All right, I'm going to kill you. I mean, that's because right. that's what he does. Well, and, and, you know, in Logan's character, too, you know, there's a point where he's reading the book. Is that the beginning of this episode or was that in the last episode? Where he's reading the book to, to Kendall's. To his that was right? that yeah. was a, yeah yeah because that was but he's remember we didn't book, know what yeah. happened to Kendall yet yeah correct and so it was and the so beginning like, of this yes, last yeah, yeah. It's the beginning of this episode and then all of a sudden he just like doesn't like the book right that he's reading so, and then all of a sudden he takes a call How you know what I mean son? like he's never but still that was more than I'd seen like you know, he's actually being a grandfather yeah. to Iverson yes of course then he hit, didn't he hit him with yes, a jar of something a can of soup or something because they were they were playing the telephone game or whatever you call it because he was fucking old and couldn't remember something but yeah and then he was like he's trying to read his how old are you this book is a little juvenile give me something with a little more something he was you know send his uh 
his 30 year old what, what, what do you call his assistant she's who he's fucking to try to according to everybody put else, seed yeah. in? I don't know the maca root. Yeah. So do you, you, do you believe he's book? trying to impregnate his who assistant? I mean that that was they. Here's the deal. This family rarely has real conversations about anything. You should go ask. Are you trying to have a kid? What's your deal with? You know, Marsha, the ex-wife that got divorced, or she just shows up around. And stop, you're, stop right you know, there. They don't ever talk. I thought we were going to get more. When they brought her back this year, I thought she yeah. was going to be involved more. She had like one scene. She shows the up back as guy. convenience. She didn't do nothing. She's taking her money, and she will be there for social affairs and show up to things, and that's what she'll do. You know, it's because everything in this guy's life is a business arrangement because there is no love. Right. Okay. There's, there's, he wants to have sex with his new assistant, and all of a sudden she's sitting in the meetings like she's making fucking decisions. Right. So he's got some blind spots in his life. Okay, so a couple of questions to ask for you guys. What was the best moment of this season, in your opinion? There's several candidates. You could talk about the final moment when Tom is there at the, the reveal. doorway, the reveal, uh, the, the dick pic from... Uh, <laughs> that, from was the funny, that was Roman. the funniest. That was the funniest. I mean, the look on his face like... He heard I don't know, ping a, over there, and he goes, "Oops." There's a lot of scenes from Kendall's birthday party too. Those were good, right? And it and how that ends a little bit with you can just see how broken he is and yeah, how he's pushed down by Roman. Who? How can Roman know, push anyone? That was down? hilarious. Yeah. That was he's, funny. He's but because up until that point, God, did I hate Kendall this season? Just a fucking pompous ass that had, was was so. You like, liked sad season no, two, Kendall he, more? He was just. He was I just, did. Yes, but he was so full of himself. And and just he was an asshole, right? Yeah, right. Uh, but that there's a certain point in the birthday party where he, you know, he's looking for the present that his kids left. Yeah. Him, and he can't find the present right. his kids left right. him. And then his his ex wife was there, and she's gone. And all of a sudden, finally, it snaps. I wish I was home with my wife and kids on my birthday. Mm -hmm. And he can't have it. And you can see that panic mm -hmm. set in, and it it ends up manifesting in him looking for that. I got to find my kid's present. I got to find my kid's present. And then I did start to, that's when I started to feel really bad for him. Like he fucking has all this money. He has a, a beautiful girlfriend, all fuck this up and, but he has all these fake fucking people that are there that don't give a shit about Who him. Brought, he, the guy right? doesn't need presents. They and buy then, him presents. And, and so like, but the point is materialistically, what else could you possibly want? That's right. Correct. Correct. But it shows the one thing that he can't have. His love. Is his kids there True. on his birthday yeah. and being at home and he didn't? And he I was disappointed it. at the birthday that he didn't actually get up on the cross like he was planned. I mean, well, like, I, that's what I mean. Like, what the fuck? He's crazy. I thought one of the best scenes. Uh, he's very good at actor, obviously, and whatever the method acting. However, you get there, you get there. That scene with the when he was crying at the end was great. But I thought one of the more fun scenes was when Tom came in and tore that fucking office up. Yes, they couldn't have done twelve takes of that. Because you know, how many shots you get to fucking rip the office up and right. put it all back together? I thought that was great. He's a very good actor. He's British, right? And uh, you know, so it, it, his accent's great. And and I think when they finally, when you the release on any of these scenes, when someone has that release and and like they let's go with the tears, yes, yeah, or you you let go and tear the office up. That stuff's great. My favorite fuck off of the year was in this scene. When Logan's sitting there and they're, they're all sitting, he's fuck off. I mean, he's sitting on the edge of the couch. There's so many good fuck offs. But know? that was a great one. Right. And, and so what was your favorite moment? Well, or favorite? I'll, I'll say one of my favorite moments, I think, which really wasn't all that dramatic. But when I knew something was coming, right, was, you know, Logan and Roman go to Matson's house. Right. And 
<clears throat> Logan walks up and is like, basically, like, I'm not going to fucking say shit about your house. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, when Roman, it, the trip looks exactly the same when Roman first went to see him. And they're sitting there talking and they're going through all the stuff. And Matson's basically, you know, asking him about, is this, is this it? Right? Or he says something to that effect. Like, is this it? Or are you happy with everything? And Logan's like, you can tell he's like, I don't know. And then all of a sudden he's like, okay, Roman, you probably should give it back now. Yeah. Right? And I was like, oh shit, something's happening here. Like, he just, the one guy you use, your own son, to get the there. relationship with Matson, and you're acting like you don't want this, you know, quote, merger at this point. Take over what, however you want to look at it, but I'm going to sit here and listen to this. But you're not going to be here for it, right? Yeah, you're still here. Thanks for the for the entree. Yes, and uh, you go go back yes. on the boat. That just yeah, that just totally. I'm about to castrate you all over. You know, and the fact that Roman, Roman didn't, also. they're asking him how to go, and he's like, oh, what? Well, and then it all comes together. He doesn't fucking know. Well, they, no, it all well, comes they, together. They never the, tell their own brothers and sisters anything that no. actually happened. So it all comes together though at the. You know, at the at the reception when they start, you know, Shiv gives the condescending speech. I say condescending, but the, awful speech, the cringeworthy speech, the, the cringeworthy speech where it's literally telling her mom like, "You are a fucking like, can I be shit, bitch, right? right?" Type of thing. But, 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 but hey. I was like, "Well done," because yeah. she is. And then when it all comes together, they start all the rumors start flying, and then they're like, "Throwing, well, what'd you know about this?" He's like, "Well, I don't." He didn't want to admit that he didn't want to admit that he got kicked out. He got kicked out of the fucking letter she wrote about Kendall earlier in the season. Just fucking, just just, you know, ripping him apart. The press. I thought a great. You could make a montage of Kendall awful moments. Here's the other thing: you can go back to this too. Now we haven't talked about this scene, but I don't remember what episode it was. But Shiv comes in. And tells Tom to tell an anchor to to, to spin something or not do it. And I he's like, well, that's not how it works, right? You go back now and think about right. that scene. It's starting to build for him there, right? Oh, yeah. Like it's starting. I'm not that, your errand boy. It's starting to be like, no, I'm running this. You can The confidence is starting to come from him as opposed to all that. I can't, I can't remember the fucking character's name now, but uh, maybe it was Josh, but the character Adrian Brody played. Mm-hmm. Remember when... When he wants Kendall and Logan to show up they on race, his island or whatever. to the place because yeah, it's a separate plane. I, I lo- the, so, the awkwardness of right. those two guys, just the silence. And so everything. I love Adrian Brody anyway. I think he's a terrific actor. And what I thought was just a great scene was when they're trying to keep up with him. And the, a couple of times, hey, you want me to come? You know, there's kind of hilly here. Mm-hmm. Want me to come? We'll, we'll get your ride back. And Logan's just so proud and so... No, I'm fine. Fuck it. I'm gonna just keep walking. And this, he, he's might get ready to fucking die. He was real sick. And even Kendall at some point starts like, to. Kendall's like, I hate this he guy. He is so fucking obsessed with not showing any weakness. Right. Not showing any weakness whatsoever. That it's almost like he's almost willing to fucking die right there. Right. As opposed to ask for some water, ask for some help, ask for a ride, or say, Hey, could you just slow down for a minute? That has got to be fucking exhausting for someone that is just so obsessed just, and unwilling to show the slight weakness that you're almost willing to let yourself fucking die right there just because you're so stubborn. Again, he's an awful person. Right, but I thought that was a great scene. Oh, it was and, great, I, yeah. and I love the way Adrian Brody played it, you know, and he's like, yeah, he you was know. testing him. He, and then he was and great. Then neither one of them, they because they're trying to get his money. I wanted him to come back in the season show. finale, and then they were done with him. Maybe I thought that was year. awesome. Well, then the foreshadowing of everything, too, throughout the season. So him almost, like, to your point, looking, I'm willing to die for whatever. Matson at the birthday party, I think it was at the birthday party, right? Roman finally finds him sitting on the chair playing video games. And he's like, all right, let's just, let's, let's hash this out. And yeah. it's like, so how long is your dad? And you're like, 
is your dad dead yet? Yeah. Like, right. Are you everything was leading up to now when you go back and watch it? Everything was leading up to the final scene where or to the final scene, but where those three were literally going to kill their dad. Yeah, that was what we were ready to do. And, and so, uh, for my for my money, the best moment was clearly the look on uh, Roman's face when he realized that he had sent the dick pic to his dad. Oh, he's, like, he's like, look, it's like, oh. He couldn't get under that table. Oh, it was like, fantastic. You know? And then there was the awkwardness afterwards. Where and then he walks out. Yeah. He, he just looks down at Yeah, and it's like, oh boy, what's coming? But, but I thought it was that scene, and you talked about this in, in the last episode of, of Hot Mike, when when Logan, for once, he's actually trying to figure his son out. Like, what the fuck is why wrong do you with do you? this? What, 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 do you, what do you do that he what, he, he's yeah. trying to figure once you know? And, 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 look, and he has no will, good answer. Will go fuck his assistant, right? But he he doesn't get the dick. I mean, it's kind of like old tech, new tech. He doesn't get it. I'm gonna go bang my secretary, but I ain't yeah. sending a dick pic. Right. You know, right. I'm a, I'm a newspaper, not a like, not a social media feed. And okay. it was also a time too where you, I mean, we all know that Logan's in all this, right? He's he never loses, right? Type of thing. But you started to see that he was starting to gain more confidence in Roman because of the Matson deal, things like yeah. that. And then when he's asking, like, why do you yes. do this? It's also like he found the real piece of weakness yeah. in Roman also. Like, he's going to fuck trust you. With I can't You're trust him. Yes. How fucking fast did Shiv get in there to take advantage of that? To One second. And you think... Just for a fleeting moment, maybe she's going to go in there and defend Roman. Passion, but right. she went in there just to fucking help. You. Let me get a shovel. Let me bury this motherfucker. I okay. got a question. What? Okay, so we're in the world of prequels. I don't think this is possible to do because you can't find enough uh, children actors who are this good. I'd love it, but a a, a youth because I love the intro. Yes, I think yes. you see so how much good of that. Would that be? And it shows how how, how would... they were treated like shit. It'll come. You know? It'll come. Yeah. So uh, probably shouldn't have put that out publicly right now. You shouldn't be pitching <laughs> the, that. The question, uh, the other question I have for you. I'll write it because yeah. they're all going to be nominated for Emmys, and there are the the show's going to be nominated. They're going to get a lot of awards for the season. If you could only give an Emmy to one actor for their performance in season three, who would it be? I, it would it would be Kendall. I mean, he's he's so good at being broken. So, give me the give me your top three as far as the not not the character but the actor their performance in this season of success. Well, you mentioned one of the scenes when he's scrounging for the gifts. That was great. So you say Kendall one, Kendall one, and then like obviously the the end where he finally breaks down and it tells his his siblings that he killed a guy, which he didn't really kill the guy. I'm with I'm with Roman on this. Eh. You know, but it's almost like he deal. wants to be guilty. He wants to yeah, feel well, guilty. Well, I mean, you're kind of a martyr on this. Like, I, I want there. to be this guy. So I think uh, those two scenes and in particular. And then, you know, kind of when they were – when they, he was running around being such a fucking jackass at the apartment, in his ex-wife's apartment, right. trying to pitch these people and what not listen to him. I thought that was great. Big blustery Kindle. Because we see a lot of broken Kindle. I thought that was big, like, you know, trying to be hip and you know, cool. Quite like, a, doesn't understand quite a range, that, yeah. that they're really fucking making fun of him on these web shows. He, he thinks he's in on the joke. No, they fucking hate you. Yeah, he's, he's a, so I think he's, he's, I mean, he's, 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 he's one. one. And he's number two. Well, Logan, he's just such a fucking prick. You, and and, and Logan, I'll put Tom there, too. But Logan also, that scene when he's on the island, and you think, he, I thought that was great. He's having trouble walking. You think he's going to fucking keel over. And then also when he got delirious... And he thought there was a fucking dead cat under his fucking chair. Yeah. Oh, you know, dude, that like, forgot all about oh, he, that. I mean, he, you know, he was wild. It was like, I thought yes, he was great. Okay, and then, and then who's number three, Tom? Tom, we got to put Tom in the top okay. three because he, he, he hit the game-winning basket at the end. Same question for you. As far as actors' um, performances in their role in this the season. Performances, and, and I, I think Tom's in there. I do, but I You're don't. going dick pics. I know you are. No, I, <laughs> I, I do love 
what um, what Roman brings to the table. It makes though. me and laugh his two or three times yes. every and, episode. And it's like we talked about this outside of this that he makes he makes this show with his one liners, and it's almost like he's ad libbing half the shit that's going on, right? Like to me, because. You know something's coming, but then it just carries on and it just keeps going. I like Roman in there. I thought I do like, you know, Kendall is a part of that too. To go back to the beach scene when they're, you know, you're talking about them walking through everything. But it's like they both, they're playing this cat and mouse game, right? Like getting on the helicopters, right? No, no, he's going on that one. I'm taking this one. Right, it's just fucking and he's like, we're going to land first. And he's like, where the fuck's his car? And like we're, we don't need calls. It's like, well, fuck you. I got the upper hand. And then they get there, and Adrian Brody's character makes him stand there, right in the in the living room. And there's this awkward silence the whole time. Then they go out and have their little dinner or whatever. Awkward sit, meal. The too. Awkward meal out there. And they Let's wasted all it. that delicious lobster. That was so pissed off. They had oh, a wonderful. God. But they're meal. sitting there, and he tells you know Logan's telling him, and he's like, he's a good kid. Talking about it's like they're repairing their relationship. So I think those two. To me, or at the together, top of the list. Great, yeah, yeah, together, together. For me, I got to go Kendall. Roman makes me laugh. He's kind of the straw that serves the, the drink, but he hasn't shown enough range because he's just, he's always the same, but he's hilarious until the end when he was heartbroken. Love, mm-hmm. love. Um, and so I would, I would Three have seconds. to say uh, Jeremy Strong is Kendall. Brian Cox is Logan, will be number two. But man, I go back and forth thinking about uh, who was better, Tom. Wamsgans or or uh, or Shiv, Sarah mm-hmm. Snook is Shiv. Their scenes together, are and, great and Tom too. is English in real life. The actor mm-hmm. plays Tom is English, and she's Australian. Crikey! And I think she's terrific. But I think, like you said, the buzzer beater, the game winning shot at the end, uh, thrusts Tom into the uh, into the number. The three show spot. is very well acted. It's very oh, well it's written, tremendously done, and. Uh, you know, I have a lot of friends who who like the show, but they God, they just they're like I, I, they want to like somebody. So it's hard to watch the show because you don't like anyone. I couldn't watch all of my shows where you don't like anyone. That would be too much. But this is my one show I can watch where you don't like anybody. Because if you lived your whole life watching shows where you don't have a someone to fucking root for, that would be rough. <laughs> so going into next, but you season, can still root for somebody, right? Who going into next season? Who are you rooting for? What would you like to see happen in season four? Well, let's get Tom a long term contract. Let's go. <laughs> He hit the buzzer for do you. Do you want Tom want, to take at over? Po- at this point, at this point, I want Tom to to get himself, as Greg put it, where do I fit in on this? Right near the top, like the top of the bottom. You're the bottom of the top. That's what he said. You're the bottom of the top. Yeah, I think Tom's going to get himself. I don't think Tom's necessarily at the bottom of the top yet. Let's get, let's think, get Greg twenty uh, Gregs. That would be great. How would he handle all the Gregs? To order around, he'd send him after fucking Greenpeace. That's what he'd do. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I hope they they continue this with with Tom, and he at least is in power, or he's right under Logan at least for a couple of episodes. Well, it won't I, last because well, right. Knows. I want to see the dynamic of of the kids teaming up. I I want Connor to run for president. I don't know why. I think that's funny. I enjoy that part of his storyline. Uh, and I hope that Tom and Greg, I hope they do pit Tom and Greg versus the three kids and to see how that pans out. Okay, and so uh, that's our review, and we all give it a tremendous double thumbs up. That right? was fantastic. That was a great finale. Any other comments before we move on to our final topic I wanted to throw in there? I'm good. Okay. Uh, I'm very, since we had our last podcast, I was treated with the news that my favorite uh, living performer, Jack White, will be coming back to Kansas City for a concert at Starlight on August 29th. 
And I love Jack White. The first time I saw him was uh, when he was with the White Stripes. Was it 2005 then? Mm-hmm. Lebo, it was you were there. August 23rd, 2005. I found that picture. At Starlight. And I, and was, this, I, was this a Jake buying the vinyl album? No, no. So this then I saw him. Previous right, right? Okay. And then at the Midland, gotcha. I saw him. And that, Jake that's didn't when Jake, come to this. So we always tease Jake. He didn't come to this show. I think we, we, someone had a ticket for him. He didn't Do you come. know why? Davey B did. You know what Jake said? What? Why he didn't go? I'll see them the next time they come to town. And then the White Stripes broke, broke up, up, and there was no next time. He went with me, I think it was 2013. I can't remember. These that was bad, Jake. Whatever. We yeah, went that was to the, the Midland. Hashtag find Jake and I yes, say yes. Uh, Jack White at the Midland is still one of the greatest, maybe the greatest concert I've ever seen live. Uh, it was just the energy. It was tremendous. Um, and Jake uh, Jake passed out for half the concert. and then Bought an album. Couldn't find bought the Bought an album that he didn't remember. But for some reason, bought a fucking album. Of all the things a you true, can buy. A true album. Yeah, a true an album. album. Yes. He's like, what? He didn't, I, I go, do you have something to play? He goes, not yet. I go, what the fuck is wrong with or you? Buy anywhere to put it at. Anywhere to put it tonight while you watch right. the show. So he, so, so, <laughs> so, so <laughs> I'm with me and Richie and Phil and Jake. And the Midland set up. To where the 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 whole floor of it was uh, standing, room. standing room only, but we had seats. There were like four or five rows of seats, and the concert starts, and it's just fucking melting your face. The 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 curtain goes down, and immediately the Jack White just goes into fell in love with a girl, right? One of the great hits from the White Stripes, and just fucking kills it. And I'm not paying attention to nothing. I'm, I've got one of my sons on one side, one of my sons on the they other. You're youngish we're, at this point. You really kind of got to watch them. We're dancing. We're having fun. And then at one point, I look over <laughs> I look over at Jake, and he's sitting in this chair, and he's holding that fucking album, <laughs> but he's like this. <laughs> <laughs> fucking an hour and a half of the fucking loudest, most incredible fucking rock concert you've ever been to. He is out like a fucking light, but he's holding on to that fucking album, right? I got it. And so then, so then Phil, and you know, for people that don't know, uh, Phil's uh, original godfather passed away, and so we we named Jake his godfather, right? Mm-hmm. They have a very a good relationship. And so Phil's showing some concern. He's looking down. He goes, is, is, is he okay? I said, he'll bounce back. He always does. He'll, he'll bounce back. At some point, he's going to... We won't need to... There, Phil, at need this to, point, is probably... Ten? Yeah, probably. Yeah, or so. yeah. And so and so, uh, <laughs> and so I said, no, he'll he'll bounce back. Because I've seen it, you know, yeah. at some point. I didn't think it would be in show. I thought it'd be afterwards. But I'm gonna tell you this. So Jack White goes, comes back out for a fucking encore, and I don't know what happened. I didn't touch him. I didn't touch Jake. No one told him to say it's the encore. All of a sudden, something about Jack White coming back out for the fucking encore. He. <laughs> and he fucking gets into it and he lived up he lived it up during the encore danced and sang and did he say why is it over after three songs right, I don't kind of, he, was, <laughs> he was super fucking confused because i think he got 12 minutes i think i don't i haven't confirmed i think he thought the encore was the beginning of the yeah. concert what, which was what happened fucking fantastic <laughs> to be a part of but then when he came back to to the, what's sandstone now what is it uh Sandstone, we'll call it Sandstone Whatever. forever. So then we we Jack Jack Jake did see Jack White with us. That was there. about three or four years ago, right? Yeah, right. and so we we were able to to see that. But so now he's coming back August 29th at Starlight. I can't fucking wait. I've got my tickets. I'm taking Susan and the boys. You're gonna fucking go. I'm gonna get away. I'm gonna find my way and in. So just to throw it out there, I think that that you know if it's not Guns and Roses at Arrowhead, then it's Jack White or Billy Joel at Kemper Arena is the best show I've ever seen. 
I'd like each of you to tell me the best concert you've ever seen live. One of my... Oh, this the, is white stripes, so fucking hard no, for you. The White Stripes was in the front row in 05 at oh, Sandstone. All right, Starlight. Quit fucking in, bragging about that. Motherfucking we get it. AAA, the frontest of the fucking front rows, and it was the coolest thing I ever saw in my life because you get to watch him play guitar. I don't have close. AAA, but I got A, so I'm in a fucking front row of orchestra so, levels. I'm um, fucking ready to go. I will give you a story because this goes together with someone passing out at a show. In college, uh, 1992, spring of 92, finals week. Uh, at Oklahoma. At Oklahoma. Yeah. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in Norman, Oklahoma. And then in this place in Dallas, which is called, it's gone now. It was called the Bronco Bowl. It was a huge bowling alley that had like a 2,000 seat arena set with it, which I, apparently fun. Lamar Hunt built in the 50s. I don't know. With his hands or they like built had it someone. with his own hands. Wow, so weird. Um, we go down and this was 1992, Soundgarden, Pearl Jam. And Monster Magnet and Swerve Driver, four bands, twelve dollars at this fucking bowling alley arena. Damn! So we go down there, and we, it was a, it was, it was midweek at a final the next morning. So this wasn't great for my final. But we go, we drive down there, and there's four of us in my buddy's car, and w- the guy who loved, per- I want to see Soundgarden. This was right after Bad Motorfinger came out. Ten was out for for Pearl Jam, and I really want to see Soundgarden. Most this friend of mine, Patrick, and. In college, he wanted to see Pearl Jam. He fucking loved Pearl Jam. He loved Pearl Jam. He wanted to see Pearl Jam. Well, this motherfucker gets sick on the way down. Like, like oh. not drunk sick. Like, he's got a bug sick or something. So we get in there, and we get there for the end of Monster Magnet, which is this weird kind of fucking music or whatever. And we're sitting up there, and we had seats. It was a little bit of a bowl and, and a little bit of an arena, which the people jumped through, and they just fucking moshed the whole time. So we're sitting in the seats. I look over. Pearl Jam's playing. This motherfucker is just like Jake. He's got his <laughs> head between his legs, sick as a fucking dog. He's got some sort of bug or flu. And we're just like, we can look down. And he missed so he Pearl missed Jam at their peak. 1992 yeah. Pearl Jam. Oh, fuck. It's just so fucking sad. But it was really cool to see them at that point. And that's why seeing White Stripes in 2005 wasn't the beginning. But that was probably the, the peak white stripedness of it, right? That was a couple years after Seven Nation Army, the second, the whatever the record is right for. Had and that's why out. Jack White was so good to me at the Midland because he had all, he played all he the all white the stripes, stuff, yeah. but then all of his good stuff. Yes. He just come out with Lazarus. So that was that. And the first time I saw Metallica, I'd never heard of him in my life. I can't remember what fucking year it was. I saw Metallica open for Ozzy Osbourne in 1986. I'd never heard one note of any song they ever played. And Cliff Burton was still alive. It was Master of Puppets you tour. Loved it. They were opener, and I was like, I don't know what the fuck this is, but it's fucking awesome. So there you go. It's there's, like I saw three. out out of Sandstone. I saw when I fell in love with Guns N' Roses in '88 when they were opening up for Aerosmith, and I went there to see Guns N' Roses because Welcome to the Jungle was already becoming a hit, and they fucking and I'm talking 1988 Guns mm-hmm. N' Roses mm-hmm. fucking melted the stage. And then Aerosmith came out and like, like hey, yeah, Janie's got a gun. I don't fucking yeah. know. But like, right? Before Bo Richter goes, honorable <laughs> well, mention. we got to get his I know, fucking, before he goes on why this. Why don't you let not, him fucking Not talk. leaves. Honorable oh. mention, when we drove our ass back from KCI <laughs> to watch Kid Rock at Verizon in like the third row and you lost your hat. And Joe My C was still hat. alive and Uncle Cracker. This was the whole thing. We ju- we, we were we were flying back from River, from Falls. River Falls. You were probably at training camp. And we were trying sure to figure everything out. And well, we got there. Like, oh, 2000 and this or son of a bitch drove. We can say it now. This son of a bitch drove 90, 100 miles an hour to drove get there. Drove fast to get there. We got there. And people were texting me. We only missed like one or two or three songs or whatever. And you're right. We got Uncle Cracker was on stage. Joe C was there. Kid Rock, which also tells me the other story that I almost missed. The first time I saw Kid Rock at Memorial Hall, it would have been 99 break or your 2000. Shoulder, break your ankle. So, Let's switch break. Fuck you. So <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was me, 
My former producer, Pat Schultz, Scott Trailer, Scott Trailer, the Racing Boys. Boys. Yeah. So we're there. That was Memorial. It was Memorial Hall. Yeah, KCK. Power Man 5000 opened up, and it's Kid Rock. First time I've ever seen Kid Rock, and this is when Ball with the Ball was a hit, yeah, right? Yep. But he, it wasn't a big enough hit to where he was still Memorial Hall, right? Yeah. So I, I go to the bathroom because he's getting ready to come out, and it'd been forever. I go, out, but then. I'm starting to come back, and you hear the opening. You hear, you hear bow with the ball, the bass, motherfucker, and I start running. And if you know about Memorial Hall, they have that ramps. ramp that goes mm-hmm. down and it goes up. And I'm running, and I had some lugs on because back in the day you wore some lugs, looking good. I Boots. think not really, and not Kim's, a bunch but of lugs. Bunch yes. of beer had spilled, and I hit one foot on that ramp, and I like a cartoon. My ass went up in the Woo! air. And I came down all of my wrist, and I broke my fucking wrist, right? And I get up there, and I am in so much pain. But God damn it, Kid Rock's out there. And I went out there. I guess my wrist got that bad. Pat's got, you guys, I ain't fucking going anywhere. And I'll never forget, it was one of the first times I went on a sales call with Chad Boger at the Applebee's in Blue, Blue Ridge Mall the next day. We're dating this. And I didn't have a chance to go to the doctor yet. And I showed up for this fucking sales call. <laughs> to get this fucking wrist. And this, I'm not kidding. I show up. And Chad looks down, and my arm's all purple and shit. He goes, what happened? I said, Kid Rock, bro. Kid Rock concert. I was out with, I'm going, was out with I'm, I'm going right here to Urgent Care after this. And so that's uh, that's what sort of a concert I almost missed, but I toughed it out. Mark Burrow, the greatest concert you've ever seen with your eyes. Uh, Foo Fighters. I think it was like in, it was down here in, at Sandstone. I think, I'm trying to remember the year. It was the late 90s, Outdoors, early yeah, 2000. Yeah. yeah, when, you know, Learn to fly and all that. I kind of come out with that. It was at that time. I saw him at, at whatever Sprint T-Mobile. I never saw him in the old days. I would have they were out there. Tremendous live band. They were. Oh, that was the best. That's been the best. I've seen Guns N' Roses not in their heyday, right? Type right. of thing. Um, I've seen them every time they've come to Kansas City. Yeah, I, I love. I love, it I love. It's not the same as it was early '90s. No. You know, and stuff with them. But and then, um, been a ton of country concerts and stuff. But I also saw Prince in 2004. At Kemper. Yep. He was at Kemper. Mm-hmm. Prince was there. And a bunch of the guys that I was playing with at the time, we all went down there. And that was awesome. I Just because of, yeah. you know, not necessarily a rock concert, but if you appreciate sure, yeah. music and the musician that Prince was. Unbelievable. It was fucking phenomenal to watch him perform. And their stage was like in a round, mm-hmm. too, you know, and stuff. It was just, it was he awesome. He was the greatest musician oh, and entertainer of his time. I saw him for the first time. I had, I had eighth row tickets both nights to the Purple Rain Tour. And my motherfucking heart was broken, and I bought a, a Purple Rain shirt. I looked like fucking, I was getting ready to sign the Constitution. <laughs> I had this fucking shirt, and I did like a fucking How did it fit. It, it fit. Did it just hang it off fit you? Fine, but then, no, like it was fine. You know, oh, it was tight, tight, wasn't right, it? Right. <laughs> so I had all that shit because I loved it. And, purple, and he canceled his Kansas City stops because he had some kind of fucking illness or whatever. I was heartbroken. So I didn't see him for the first time until Municipal Auditorium. It was great. Never saw him. But I saw him. Regret at the, at the Midland when he did this weird kind of deal where he did, it was kind of like a I don't know like a themed concert but he he did like just melodies of his hits mm-hmm. but it was basically uh, he he was having sex with the fucking crowd with his music it was all yeah. like this weird love sexy kind of stuff it was different and some like hardcore Prince fans didn't like it because they wanted you know you know sing nineteen ninety nine and he did a small melody but. The musicianship and he played piano and he did all these things it was wonderful so yeah i'm glad you mentioned yeah Prince. that was that's one of my favorite concerts we can talk about this shit forever well that's right and and uh, i will say we are going to have 
in a future episode coming up maybe next week or in the upcoming weeks. Uh, Slash is going to be on? A, a former uh, tour manager of Guns N' Roses oh, yes. who I've become friends with. questions for to him. To tell a lot mm. of stories. And guess what? He ain't too fucking nice about Lars Ulrich. He said yeah, Lars Ulrich don't like fucking Lars prick. Ulrich. How about that? Could be. You're going to fucking defend him or you're no. going to listen to that man that knows? I like the music. Thank you very much. I'm not going to defend Axl Rose either. I like the music. Mark Richter, when you come back, and you'll be on with Jake at some point, but can we do, because people have asked me for this, a request, would you be willing to, you don't have to tell everything, but would you be willing to do a Locker Room Stories podcast oh, with yeah. Mark Bullrichter? Yeah, we can do that. Because you'd have to be involved with None that. None of the and names have just, changed. We just no, want to, no, we got to dig in. Yeah, we can get into okay, some of that. Yeah, for sure. Say some shit you haven't said on the air. Yeah, Okay, because you're going to be a regular. You're on the roster now. So that's it for this edition, this episode of Hot Mike with SSJ. Thank you so much. And uh, if you're going to see Jack White at a wonderful place, Starlight Theater, say hello, and I will be fucking happy as fuck. Uh, and so thank you for uh, to Bark Bowrichter, former Chiefs wide receiver. Thank you to Todd Lebo. Fuck off. And thank you. Uh, that's right. Thank you for watching and listening to this episode. Succession is awesome. Jack White is awesome. You are awesome. And thank you to Patrick Carter, our man. Uh, with Farmers Insurance for being a wonderful sponsor. Until next week's episode, fuck off, Kansas City. 